Hey everybody, you're listening to Two Minnesota Nice with the one and only Holly and Mario. There you go. See, that only took one. The one and only Holly and Mario. How many are there of you? There's two. There are two of you? Of of us. The one and only. only. It sounded like. Can we just start the show? Hi, Holly. Hi, Mario. Uh, welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Two Minnesota Nice. Question mark? Hi. Question mark. <laughs> How have you been? I've been pretty good this week. Are you? It's been a good week, yeah. Anything new? How about you? Anything new? Hmm. No, not there, nothing new. Nothing new. How about you? Not really. Just, uh, you know, uh, doing our thing. Um not really any much happening. Kids, you know. Yeah, I mean, you have kids. I do. You, you know how it is when you're when you have kids. We got, we got, we're busy. Actually, it's we all, have a little break right now, which is nice. Oh, really? So it was President's Day. This was Monday. Was President's Day, right? Oh yeah, and you called me, and I was like, I didn't I know, need to go. I didn't know why. What all the kids were around for? I'm like, why are all these kids everywhere? And it was President's Day, mm-hmm, including my house. It seems like there's a lot more holidays this year, this time, these these days. Like I, okay. I feel like I went to school all the time. When I was mm, younger. I don't know. Really? I mean, I don't think the holidays have increased. Well, not, Maybe like teacher work I feel days. like there's a lot more Christmases this year. <laughs> no, like. We have eight holidays in January now. No, but they, they've only had like two full weeks of school since the beginning of the year. Oh, really? They've yeah. only had two weeks. Oh, in, in uh, full weeks. So yes, you're right. They have had a lot of days off. Oh, well, I, I don't know. It seems weird. I seem, I feel like when I went to school, there was always, there was always like a holiday. There was never holidays. I feel like I went to school all the time, <laughs> but things were different back then. You know, friends were different. Kids were different. I feel like some, Tell me more. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes like when I was in school, like, so I have a son with autism and for me with my son, when I went to school, I had this, there was this boy in, in class named Leonard mm-hmm. and Leonard was just, he was slower, but it wasn't labeled as autism. Mm-hmm. I think things, I think kids are a little more accepting these days mm-hmm. with uh, the different diagnosis, whether it be autism or if they have Down syndrome, I think kids are a lot more accepting. Um, but I think bullying back when I was a kid was real. Yeah, People would bully Leonard because he wasn't the same. We went on a uh, field trip once and they threw his hat in the river, like the ride we were on just to make him cry. Aww. And I remember I was a big kid. I was overweight growing up and I was always self-conscious about my weight. And I hated being bullied as a kid. Yeah. And that kind of, I remember when I was losing weight, that always stayed with me. Like even some of the things that happened to me as yeah. a kid um, stayed with me for Absolutely. the years. And I still, I think of Leonard once in a while. I'm like, what are, what are these doing now? Um, but I think kids are being a little more accepting, but I think bullying is still a very, very big thing in schools. Um, do your girls deal with bullying? Not, we've been lucky enough. No, they don't deal with it themselves, but they see it. And especially our younger one, she has some kids in her class that are definitely bullies and they've gotten suspended from beating kids up. And are you serious? Yeah. Like fifth, the kids? Fifth grade. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it, hap- it it does. And there's been stories in the news lately about bullying. And um, yeah, I think it still exists for sure. Well, I think it's a really cool topic that we're talking about today, and uh, because I have, uh, we have an amazing guest today. We have um, Tom Coverley, who is going to be with us here, and uh, so I've known Tom for a couple years. Um, 
because of my my journey on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, it started with uh, sharing about Dante's medical cannabis uh, with autism, and then it blew up to like meeting these amazing people. And uh, Tom is in a very small circle of people that when I was going through some of the hardest points in my life, I would see Tom's posts and I would see things that Tom's doing. The, the most selfless person, one of the most selfless people that I've met in my life. Um, Tom will go above and beyond for anyone. Um, he loves his family, loves his children. Um, and then I got to meet him in person, which was even better. Why are you breathing that way? I don't want to like. Oh, you don't want to breathe. Be a heavy breather. I breathe on the microphone. Um, okay. And I had to sniff. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> you had what are, and you're not on camera. It's like you had to sniff. It's not that kind of podcast. Um, but you know, so I got to meet Tom, and I got to meet him in person. I got to see different sides of him. And he continues to push forward. His uh, his wife went through some medical issues. Tom pushes forward. Mm-hmm. His uh, his children went through some mental health issues. Tom pushes forward. Tom doesn't stop for anyone mm-hmm. because he's always so selfless. He just pushes and pushes and pushes. When I was going through some of the hardest times last year, Holly, that you know very well about what I went through, I would see a post with Tom traveling to his 13th city in a week, wherever mm-hmm. he was going. And he would say, you know, I'm here. His voice was gone. He'd be like, whatever you need, just ask for help mm-hmm. and always stand up for other people and that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that's the best intro that I can offer Tom right now. So uh, everyone out there in two Minnesota nice land and Holly for the first time, uh, I'm so honored to uh, introduce you to Tom Coverly. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Hey, good morning. What an intro. Let me tell you. Tom, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? And uh, like, so let's start about how you are doing. Man, I'm doing great. It is so good to be back to normal, um, back to myself and just feeling good. Um, I was bedridden for a few months. I had a health scare that... Mm. Um, yeah, it got a little scary. 10 years ago, they told me I'll be dead by 50 or I'll be crippled by 50. Well, I just turned 51 in January and I'm thinking, all right, it's happening, but they're a year off. Any day now. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be 50 in two weeks. So I'm actually really worried here now to hear Tom. No one's told me I'm going to be crippled or bedridden by 50. uh, So yeah, so it was rough. It was rough. Um, but I'm back on my feet, you know, it just, you know, even when I was down, you know, and trying to rest, You know, the laptop was constantly, you know, on my chest, working on nonprofit stuff and and trying to do it whenever I could. Um, Yeah, so I'm feeling good. My wife's feeling good. Her surgery, her cancer scare that she had, and um, she just had surgery to remove some stuff. And um, she's already back to run a marathon, so she's all good. She doesn't really. His wife is a runner. She's Mm -hmm. like constant. Mm -hmm. She's she's like, I'm going to go for a little run today, 22 miles later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, an average day for her is doing a half marathon every day. Wow. That's her average run. And you can tell her I know that. I mean, I understand that. I get it. I yeah, work I work, does that all I, the time. I work out for 45 minutes a day. So I understand what she goes through <laughs> on a daily basis. For sure. Just the, yeah. it, we both get out of bed the same exact way. Yeah. No matter what, we need to still start somewhere. We have to both get out of bed. But That's Tiffany, t- she, she outdoes me every time. So. Yeah. Well, thanks so, for being our trainer. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so, Tom, I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Um, and uh, but we you know, we today we're talking about, uh, you know, being parents and being parents and having kids and, 
you know, things are a little bit different the way maybe when I went to school, when Holly went to school, Holly's much younger than me. Much. Like way like by far. By like a year. Um, oh. Two, <laughs> three. Uh, so, but Tom, why don't you tell our listeners exactly um, who Tom Coverly is and um, why you're here on a show talking about kids and bullying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've been traveling, gosh, most of my whole life doing um, a comedy magic show and using that as a way of just sharing a message of hope. And so years ago, we started a nonprofit called One Goal Productions. And we have one goal, and that's to use our talents as a way of sharing that message of hope. And so in schools, it's bullying prevention, suicide prevention, mental health issues. Um, I mean, they're the main things that we hit on, but we do a lot of respect assemblies, kindness assemblies, character building um, all across the nation. And I've always been working with teenagers. Um, and then about 18 years ago, someone came to me and said, hey, have you ever thought about taking your speaking? Because I was speaking to teenagers at that time. And then magic was just a hobby of mine. And they said, have you ever thought about combining the two together? And I said, can I be real with you? I love magic, but I think combining it with speaking, I think that's the corniest idea I've ever heard. And uh, look, all these years later, he said, start with your connections as a pastor um, you know, I had some, I, I was a, um, youth minister at that time. And so I was just reaching out to some friends across the country and put together a website and boom, um, in that first year, you know, I know we all believe different things in life, but you know, I, I'm patting God on the back on this. And that first year I was in 38 States speaking and performing. Wow. Um, and it hasn't slowed down. So <laughs> That's what I've been doing, um, speaking at a lot of corporate events across the nation, um, just kind of encouraging their employees to be better leaders, better employees, um, just better human beings. Um, and then I'm shooting this TV show called Influence, um, which you got to be a guest on. Which I is did, called- yep. We got to go to Mobile, Alabama. Was yeah, it Mobile? Yeah, Mobile. Yeah. Down there in good old Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> and we just shot the entire season one. It premieres. This coming Thursday, February 29th, because it's leap year, um, February nice. 29th, um, and all you can binge watch the entire season um, on connect.tv. Um, so connect. someone has Roku or Amazon, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, where do, you, where do you find Connect TV on? Roku yeah, or Amazon, um, Fire Stick, if you have Apple TV, Google okay. Play, Roku, um, you can download the Connect app through those awesome. platforms. Okay. So I want to back up just a little bit. So he was mentioning Holly that he talks to leaders. So Holly, why don't you tell Tom what you do for a living? Well, can I ask Tom a question? First? As- absolutely. Okay. I, I want to hear it. I would love to talk about leadership okay. too, but um, so nice to meet you, Tom. And nice to meet thank you. you for being with us today. I'm curious what, when you talk about kids with bullying, what prompted you to start doing that? What did you notice in kids that you thought I should, you know, we need to, we need to talk about this. Um, it was really my own childhood. I was, um, the poor kid. I was the kid with pimples all over my face. Um, I was the scrawny skinny kid. I was the kid that, you know, everything was hand-me-downs and everybody's wearing the latest name brands and Mm -hmm. and things. And I didn't have any of that. And so I, I was a big target for getting bullied. Um, but I also, you know, there are a lot of people that bully 
or get bullied and they're the bully, right? Both. Sure. Because I truly believe hurting people hurt people. When you're hurting, you find someone else that, quote unquote, seemingly seems less than where you're at, right? The things right. that well, illusions and lies that you're believing. And so I did my share of both. So it was something I was always passionate about. And then years ago, when I was working with teenagers, um, the first year of being a youth minister, there was a kid, real popular kid, senior in high school, um, and he um, uh, gave up on this gift of life. And mm. so um, it was one of those small towns that they didn't have, once they removed, you know, um, did their investigation, removed the body, there was no one to clean up the mess. We didn't want to leave it for the parents. So there are images I will never forget the rest of my my, uh, my life, wiping wow. down those walls and pulling up the carpet and mattress. And um, so that's always stuck with me because I know you're asking about bullying, but bullying and suicide um, go hand in hand a lot, yeah. sadly, today. Yep. Um, there's so many kids that are giving up. I just watched that movie with Mark Wahlberg with the um, kid who was bullied and end up taking his life on the playground and his dad did the walk across America. Um, oh yes. Um, this Which happened, one is that? What I think is that? back in 2013, but the movie just came out two um, years ago and I hadn't seen it. Someone just texted me the other night and was like, have you seen this? And I remembered the story and sadly the dad didn't get to finish the walk. He was six months into the walk. It was going to take him a year and a half with the track that he was going to do. And uh, he ended up getting hit by a truck. Of, oh, my that. gosh. But, um, so to answer oh your question. Goodness. This podcast is we, we need someone needs to tell a joke later. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, but I appreciate you sharing that. And For I, sure. You know, and um, as we all know, and we hear in the news, you know, suicide rates are going up among young people. Yeah. And that's just so heart, heartbreaking. And, you know, I have a we have a 13 and 10 year old and, um, you know, between social media and bullying and people, you know, living not only your real life as a kid, but your virtual life as a kid and trying to keep up with that. Um, it's just this kind of awareness is so important. So, you know, appreciate the service you're providing to those kids. Um, it's, it's needed. Yeah. And I think the virtual, the virtual bullying, do you, like, I don't know if you get into that, Tom, because back in the day when someone bullied you, at least it was face to face, like you had an opportunity to defend yourself or to say something, or not everybody. You know, now you get followers saw it exactly. Too. So yeah. now they put it on social media, or yeah. they're tagging someone in their text messages. And how do you defend yourself? You're hopeless. Like it's so, it's so hard. I hear you know talking about parenting today, and mm -hmm. I hear a lot of parents, you know, which I applaud the parents that don't put. You know, I'm holding up my cell phone right now, but yep. the the worst tool in the entire world, right? It's a good, lots of good, but lots of bad. Our kids are exposed to the worst of the worst of the worst at their fingertips. Yeah. And so I applaud the parents at an early age, you know, that kind of monitor or at least don't allow their kids on social media. And I know kids hate it. I hear it all the time, right? They yeah. hate it. They want so to do be what their other friends Especially are. you, Holly. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things that parents will say, well, Tom, it's all good because, you know, my kid doesn't have social media or they don't have a phone. And sadly, it's not good enough, right? Because when they get to school the next day, their friends are saying, look, mm -hmm. little Johnny, look, look, Susie, look, look what everybody said about you last night, you yep. know? And 
So online bullying is out of control. It's not like when we were kids, if we were bullied, like you said, Mario, we can confront them, we could say something, or just get home, and you were kind of safe for the night, right? Right, right. You don't have right. to deal with the bully until the next day. That's a really good I mean, point. Yeah, and these it kids never are bullied 24-7 no. now. Yeah. And it stays there forever. Yeah. You know, they can't, you, you can't delete it if someone puts something out there, so. Absolutely. So that that's where we're seeing suicide rates shoot through the roof higher than ever before. Um, I've been working with teenagers for 25 or so years. And for the longest time, for a couple decades, the youngest that I was ever um, personally contacted about, about a kid that gave up on life. I always heard of younger, but I'm talking me personally that I heard was 11 years old. And that's too young. But since the pandemic... I've been contacted about a 10-year-old, a 9-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 6-year-old. Wow. Um, And it's just getting younger and younger. They're exposed to more and more at too early of an age. So that's my mission. I'm very passionate about it because it's something that I went through. I always had a heart for the down and outer. I always had a heart that most people give up on. I always had a heart that where the people that made mistakes – and most people give up on. Um, it's easy to be in people's world as long as everything lines up the way that mm-hmm. we all think that it should go. But the moment that it's not, everybody runs for the hills. And um, and so I, I just I've always had that heart. I, I love speaking in the schools. I love speaking at youth detention centers and mm-hmm. jails. I get a chance to pour into these kids across the nation. And oh, that's beautiful. I don't know, there's nothing like it. I still pinch myself that I get to do it. Yeah. And I'm so that that's wonderful. I'm curious, what gives you hope these days? What are you noticing, kids, that gives you hope? Wow. Um, you know what is incredible is I think it's this young generation that's going to turn things around. Um, it's not going to be the parents. Um, I mean, no, how we're many... just <laughs> we're done. We're, lost we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I I, I have a love for. Teenagers, right? And their hearts and their passion because they wear their hearts on their sleeve. You never Mm -hmm. have to guess what they're thinking. Adults will tell you what you want to hear and then what they're really thinking they're telling to their friend on the phone as soon as they walk away from you, right? Sure. Um, We're from Minnesota. We get that. Passive aggressive in Minnesota is beautiful. (laughs) Everybody's homebound. All they want to do is sit on the phone, right? Right. It's so cold. But no, I, I truly believe that kids are going to turn things around. Um, you know, I hear a lot of parents saying, you know, how that young generation, I can't believe they're doing this or that. And I'm thinking, who are they learning it from? We have a lot of parents setting the worst example yeah. of what it means to be kind to another human being. Our kids are watching our example when we're driving down the road, how we treat our friends, how we treat the telemarketer on the phone, how we treat um, someone you know, that we're in line at the grocery store or whatever it is, right? Our kids are watching that example. And I think as a whole, a lot of adults are setting the worst example. And, um, so and get kids your are, act together, adults. I know. They What's are, wrong with and us? But kids are seeing it, right? Yeah, I'm watching absolutely. kids change the atmosphere of their schools. I'm watching kids change the atmospheres of their home life. Um, one of the things that I get a chance to do in the school is, I I go into this story about this kid that lost his mom. Um, I knew this family very well. He was 16 years old. He told his mom he hated her. Um, She was like, son, I know you don't mean that. 
And as she was going out the door, he screamed top of his lungs and he was like, mom, I hate you. And she said, son, I love you. And I'll be back home. I have to go pick up your little brother, your little sisters. And long story short, as she picked them up, she was two miles away from home. Just as she was coming back home, another car was coming the other direction. And that car hit a deer and the deer flew up in the air and went right through her windshield. Oh my and God. It, um, she crashed into a tree and it killed her instantly. And I was at that funeral and I'll never forget watching this young man, the funeral didn't even start yet. It was about 10 minutes from it, about to start. And he got up from his seat. He walked over to that casket, put his arms around that casket and just sobbing to his mom. I love you. I'm so, so sorry. Please, mom, forgive me. And the kid, as soon as he composed himself, stood in front of his friends who there were a couple hundred kids there to support their friend that lost their mom. And he stood in front of his friends and he said, I want you to go home. And I want you to tell your mom that you love her. He mm -hmm. said, because I have to live the rest of my life knowing the last words out of my mouth to my mom where I hate you. Yeah. And it gives me a chance to talk about life's too short to hold on to grudges and be unforgiving, whether that's mm -hmm. to a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, or someone in the gymnasium or auditorium that I'm speaking at, you know, their, their fellow students. And so when I share that, I ask kids, how many of you will grab your phones and text your mom and dad that you love them? And I received so many messages from parents who say, <laughs> I don't know what was said at that school assembly. <laughs> and all I want to say is thank you. My kid um, loves me again. Yeah. Like uh, what parent doesn't want to hear that? Right. And parents right. don't hear it enough. And most parents, sadly, it's a surprise. And I'm like telling the students, mm. it shouldn't be a surprise yeah. to your mom or dad to hear that. Um, so some schools get phone calls at the principal's office and they're like, hey, especially in the day and age we live in, is everything OK at the school? Because my kid just called me and told me they love me. Oh, um, gosh. Like, oh, really? my gosh. Yeah. You can't just um, appreciate that. You have to worry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's always a good phone call for the principal to say, now right. we have yeah. an assembled speaker. He's just in <laughs> Tom, Cover Tom Coverley's in town. Just to get, get used to it. Or we're going to be a lot of love this week. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, but oh, I, I share all of that to say it's parents. <laughs> who then say, my child, I'm seeing major changes in my kid. And it made me want to apologize to my kid. Mm -hmm. It made me want to tell my kids how much I love them and to be a better parent and to set a better example. They're like, I'm watching my kids set the example, what kindness means. Like, And so, yeah, I, I see a lot of hope in the kids today and them wanting to turn things around to say, Let's make kindness the norm. Let's join in that mission because that's my biggest heartbeat. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. until I take my last breath on this earth, I don't ever think we could stop bullying, sadly. Mm -hmm. um, as a bullying prevention speaker, I wish that answer was yes, <laughs> but it's never going to stop. Um, and the reason it's not is because I think, again, kids are looking up to some of the worst example, right? All they have to do is turn on TV or scroll through social media to watch if it's not their parents and other parents um, and adults setting the worst example. And so there's a lot of kids saying, I want to make the kindness the norm. I'm joining you on this mission because we do believe kindness wins. Yeah, It's funny. It's funny, Tom. Like even so I can see Tom on camera. I know. I, and can't. I know you can say hi to him later. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, Tom's and as adults, we're trying to help children. And I think at times um, some of the teachings that we try to teach our children 
and we don't take in with it ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like part of my whole, my big three right now in my life, after going through some of the worst, the worst time of my life last year and having to rebuild my life, the top three things that I live my life on now is be kind, Mm. be kind and be kind. That's it. Because if I can just be kind to people, it changes the trajectory of how they are going to interact for the rest of their day. Sure. The little acts of kindness that I can give someone is going to change everything. Um, so Tom, I, I just applaud you. Like, you're just, you know, you know, I love you as an individual and as a human being. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, for me, um, after what I went through last year, Holly's new. So I, I've told this to Holly many times. Um, the people that I had in my life prior to falling, um, a lot of the people I cut out in life and Holly and her family have been the the new, the new Mario friends. Right. Mm. And they're, they're witnessing this person. And sometimes I wish that some of the people that I knew in my past who I liked Mm -hmm. that maybe, uh, used me for, uh, their own benefit. Um, but it's so nice to still be able to have people like Tom and his family now enjoy this version of Mario, the more, uh, harmonious life living Mario and kindness. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's so funny, Tom. So we, Tom and I found each other on social media Mm -hmm. And I have messages all the time from people saying, where are you? Why aren't you on social media anymore? And I did my first post yesterday. Dante and I did a post on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Just saying, hey, everybody, here's Dante. You know, we're doing well and everything else. And I got so many personal messages. You need to be posting more on social media. And my answer was, I'm living my life. Like, I'm not living my life for social media. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the second I was able to, like, step away, it's like, hey, I don't need to post today or I need to come up with something to say on social media. Yeah. I was able to actually live for the day yeah. and live in the mm-hmm. present and live and be kind. I just it's so much easier to be present because when we were talking about phones, was ta- when Tom was talking about phones, do you remember doing like a school project when you were in school mm-hmm. and not having a phone, like having to go to an encyclopedia? Yeah. Like, go to the library. All right, I wonder if your girl would your girls know what an encyclopedia is? Mm, I'm not sure. Would your daughter know what an encyclopedia is, Tom? No, because we just had that conversation recently. I was talking about Atlas and encyclopedias and <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Atlas. Like, what? I don't know. I haven't asked them. They know what a library is. <laughs> I had a I, I met a lady one day, she came in with directions that she had printed on MapQuest. <laughs> And she's like, I need to get to the clinic. It was like the clinic that she was going. I'm like, oh, you still need to go like a mile. But she walked away. I'm like, Do you remember is, she, ti- is she time traveling right now? I didn't know MapQuest existed. What was that book you would get every year? They had to update the roads. You had like, you had to like E6 and you had to like map it up. It was, uh, God, there was, a, anyway, anyway, it was like, uh, that's the only way people would get around. Oh. But nowadays we're like cyborgs. You can look up anything. You could speak any language you want. Yeah. You could look up anything on any, like you're, you're a genius because you have a phone in your hand, yeah. but that's sometimes too much power. It's too much. It's, it's way, 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 too way too much power. Um, so Tom, what is the, the next step? Like what, uh, what tell us? So you mentioned about a nonprofit a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're touring the country. You must be making just loads of money. Uh like you know, do you are you ready to buy a private jet yet? Do you think or yes? Uh, um, and yes. then my face will be all over it too. Right. Well, of course, oh, it'll be on the nose. Perfect. The nose of the plane will have your face, so <laughs> other planes going by would see Know Tom just are. like, hey, there's Tom plane. 
Um, oh, so awesome. you mentioned about a nonprofit, but so how can our listeners or people like in Minnesota or people, we had our first full, so I can see who listens to our podcast, Tom, and it gives me mm-hmm. a red dot. So we have a lot of dots in the United States. We had Canada, Australia, Belgium, but we had our first one last night in Istanbul. Mm. And so there's one person in this stuff. We are global. So if our global phenomenon (laughs) wants to help the Be Kind initiative of Tom Coverley, how can people get involved? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you asking that. And no, no, um, no private jet in the meantime. I would, it would be nice to even just get a paycheck at this point. Um, You know, it just, most people don't realize like I, money is not my driving factor in life. Mm -hmm. Um, it just is not like, do I want to pay my bills? Do I have to take care of my family? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but it's not my biggest driving factor. I mean, I, I'm, I have no shame in saying this. Um, you know, I, I pay myself so little out of the nonprofit. Um, you know, my board every year is like, Tom, you need to give yourself a raise because I, I pay myself so little I could probably, you know, apply for financial assistance through the government. Um, But I just, I do that on purpose. And the reason is because I love living day to day. I love um, pouring everything I got back into the nonprofit. Um, I mean, I haven't even paid myself um, for the last few months just because of being ill and being bedridden. There were no events coming in. And Mm so um, the best way to support our nonprofit um, is we're looking for monthly supporters. Um, one-time gifts are amazing and obviously make just as much of a difference. But er- anybody who has been a part of a nonprofit knows that monthly support is huge just because it's stable throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can text kindness wins, those two words, kindness wins, to the number 44321. Four four nice. three two one. We'll put that on and, our YouTube and everything um, else. Or go to onegoalproductions.org and it'll take you to the same um, giving page. Um, but what we're always looking for right now, we're we set a goal to get um, people to donate eighteen dollars a month um, for the year, and the reason eighteen dollars is because we want to reach kids before the age eighteen. Because we know if we can reach them with this message, it's truly impacting their world. Um, and I know that just I, I could share story after story of of kids years later. I'm talking they have they're married. They have kids now and they were in my assembly years and years and, you know, decades ago um, and the impact that it's making. So, yeah, I appreciate you asking that because Things take money, right? Yeah, absolutely. It does. Travel has gone up on the road. Um, You know, I flew into Wisconsin to speak at a huge youth conference. That flight, I couldn't even fly into the city I needed to speak in, which was Green Bay. I had to fly into um, Madison, and there was a $1,700 flight. Oh, my um, God. Round oh my trip. gosh. And that's here in the United States, right? I, I could be overseas for that. And so $1,700, you could have flew to like... Europe. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's just crazy. It's just hit or miss, right? Certain times that you're, you're getting the deals. Everybody ever travels knows that. Right. And then there's sometimes you got no choice. I got to get there. I got to do the event and maybe I'm on tour on another part of the country and I have no choice. I can't even fly or drive. I have to fly because I only have, you know, the next day I got to be there for the event. 
Well, let's see if we can spark some interest here. Yeah. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, schools and faculty people. Seth from uh, our gym, we work out to. I was telling him about Tom. Uh, Is he in the schools? He's a, uh, a superintendent. Oh, get out. Yeah, he's a superintendent. I didn't know that. So I shared him. So, Seth, if you're listening, awesome. I'm giving you a free shout out for your school. So you have to get Tom now in, yeah. uh, to Minnesota. Let's do it. But if, uh, oh, if you're Tom, come to Minnesota, you can come to our schools. That would be amazing. I think so. Maybe Holly, what we could that. do is you could talk to someone at the school. We could start sparking some things up. We can mm-hmm. share the podcast. We can share the links. He has some really good videos and whatnot. Uh, and see what we can do. Maybe we can get Tom to do a couple of assemblies here in town. Maybe yeah. we can do a fundraiser here for their nonprofit. We can get some people together and see what we can do. Because if we don't, do small acts of kindness together and try to change. Nothing's ever going to change. Nothing's Mm -hmm. ever, you know, no one's ever going to come to the table and make the difference. So uh, I applaud you, Tom. Um, I'm I'm really, really proud to call you a friend. Um, You have a beautiful family. And uh, I just, it's when we were talking about guests, uh, I, I, I called Holly. I'm like, yeah, we got to call. We got to call Tom. This guy is going to inspire so many listeners, especially the one dude in Istanbul. You never For know. Real. For 1700 from from Madison to you wherever to he, you can go to Istanbul yeah. probably with that kind of money for $1700. Yeah, um, no kidding, right? So, uh the premiere of Influence is coming the 29th of uh February mm-hmm. and you can watch it on Roku TV or Amazon Fire Stick. Look for Tom Coverley. We'll have links attached to everything Tom Coverley including i don't i don't know whatever tom wants we'll put apparel you can buy tom's new cereal coming out in stores <laughs> it's called just an idea for you kindness flakes available yeah, by Ke- on it. yeah <laughs> uh tom i'm really happy that you're feeling better thank you for being on the show and uh you know we'll let's do an update let's do an update maybe in the summertime but we i i have a funny feeling the way you're looking at me holly is that we're going to meet Tom this summer. Maybe that we'll would have, be amazing. we're going to have Holly. We'll make it happen. Listen, yes, what if Tom. we, if it's not this summer or if it's in the fall, we make a bunch of school assemblies happen. Maybe we do a comedy magic show at night as a, oh, like you said, like maybe some huge fundraiser, maybe even during that fundraiser, we're reshooting, you know, another episode live on stage in front of everybody. How about that? I, I love it's it. Beautiful. I love it. That'd we can, so we cool. can do, I want to see Tom do magic. I do too. That's just like, I, I've, I've, been around Tom so much and we were in Vegas last year for the cheer choice awards that are coming up. When are the cheer choice awards coming up? Tom? April. April, in April. Uh, and we got to meet and I was hoping that he would do some magic with me at the blackjack tables, but um, that didn't happen. Dang. I was thinking that we were going to be able to double my green stack, but it didn't, didn't happen. Yeah. All of a sudden yeah. it didn't have any magic. <laughs> <laughs> no illusions. He's like, no <laughs> illusions here, Mario. You lost that 300. It's gone. Okay, Tom, I'm going to let you go. Are you, uh, Where are you today? Are you in Pensacola today? Are you in Florida? I'm home in Pensacola. Tonight I'm going. I have friends, um, a band, Disciple, that tours across the nation. And I'm actually home, so I'm going to hang out Wonderful. with oh, friends. Nice. That's awesome. Well, enjoy your evening. Uh, uh, say hello to your beautiful wife and your daughter and your children. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Once we have everything uh, published, we'll send everything to you so you can have this and uh, – Tom, uh, thank you. Continue doing what you're doing. And for everyone listening, please follow Tom. Holly, do you have anything to say to Tom? No, it's just so nice to meet you, Tom. Thank you for being with us. I wish you you and your family health and um, just success with this nonprofit. We'd love to help out in any way. Thanks for what you're doing. Okay, Tom, have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. 
what an amazing human being like this like he is i'm telling you like this guy he's i just every time i see the first time i met him i just ran up and hugged him i was like holy shit is this gonna be weird? i need to hug you i, I, I need to i need to hug, I, I, I to hug him right I now love right oh, right. oh he's still here oh he's, he can hear me i thought i hit the button damn it did you hear that was uh, the hug awkward mario was the hug- or, or yeah. tom well, yeah. I was surprised that he didn't hug me in the waist and he went down a little bit lower, but that was, weird. <laughs> that, was weird. that was the only weird part. Oh, I just love talking to bright lights in the world and people that are doing important work. Great show. Thank you to Tom Coverley for being with us today. And uh, I'm sure Holly's got like 15 phone calls she has to make. I do. Today. What time is it? It's like 2.30. It is not. It is. It is not. It's almost 2.00. It's almost two. I'm just kidding. It's not oh even one God. o'clock. You should have seen her face. I wish we were filming this one. You guys. Oh, so great. Don't do that. That was so funny. I loved it. It has not been that long. Uh, okay. So Holly's going to go change her pants. And uh, thanks everyone for listening to Two Minnesota Nice. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, Holly. It's not waste time Take this slow, we've got miles behind us, but miles to go. So let's just break this down to the simplest truth. You and I as one will always be better than two. Yeah, you and I as one will always be better than two.